This episode is brought to you by Hulu, presenting Legacy, the true story of the L.A. Lakers. From the backboard to the front office, Legacy captures the remarkable rise and unprecedented success of one of the most iconic franchises in professional sports. Featuring new revealing interviews from players, coaches, and execs, this 10-part documentary series chronicles this extraordinary story from the inside. Watch Legacy, the true story of the L.A. Lakers now, only on Hulu. What up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Brick layers and ball shorts. Coaching from the side of the ball court. If you know, you know. One stop like a Walmart. We got the tennis balls for the wrong sport. If you know, you know. If you know about the carport, the trap door supposed to be awkward. If you know, you know. That's the reason we ball for. Circle round twice for the encore. If you know, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. What up, 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 do? Welcome to the Ball Hawk Show podcast. I'm your host, Amon Hawkins. Yes, we back, man. We back. I didn't realize I took a bye week. Did I? No, I dropped episodes last week, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. I just didn't do, yeah. I didn't do a preview and a recap. Okay, I'm not tripping. But it has been a minute. Well, I guess it's been about a week since I have done a podcast. So, yeah. But we back, man. Welcome to the Ball Hawk Show podcast. I'm your host, Ahmad Hawkins. Thank you for taking time out today to listen to the latest episode from the show. I don't got my computer in front of me. I'm just recording with my mixer. Shout out to Rode. The Rode mixer definitely comes in handy. Um, I think this is episode 917. It ain't 920, I know that. Somewhere around there. But appreciate everybody that's uh been on the ride. I just messed that up. I'm not editing it out. You know what I mean. But... We're going to jump into it. Don't have a lot of time, but I don't want to make it seem like it's a it's a rush podcast. I definitely want to hit all the bullet points and importance of um, Notre Dame and what we need to look for. Very good football team. Had two weeks to watch them on film. I'm, I'm definitely impressed by them, offensively and defensively. But their defensive front, yeah, they, they can play some football. They can definitely play some football. Um, but before we get started, this episode is sponsored by Aber Insurance. Go to Aber Insurance for all your insurance need, home, business, auto, life insurance. The great people at Able, service in the state of Virginia for over 20 years and been a proud sponsor of the Ball Hawk Show podcast since its inception. Yeah, they've been around for all 900 plus episodes. They have been around. So salute to Aber Insurance. Also salute to the player zone as well. Check out their uh, Men's League 3-on-3. It streams live on Twitter and Facebook. Just search the Player Zone, follow them, and you can watch those games. And I'll be emceeing probably the championship. I don't know if I'll be there for the playoff games, but definitely the championship game and the All-Star game. I'll be emceeing those games. And also the Charlottesville Gladiators, the ABA team that's um, – 
Actually, Sean Singletary is their head coach. The Charlottesville Gladiators, the ABA team, have their first home game this Saturday afternoon at Monticello High School. I believe it begins at 2 p.m. or maybe 3 p.m. But, yeah, if you in Charlottesville and you got the time, well, make time and support Sean Singletary and the Charlottesville Gladiators, ABA basketball team. So you know what it is, man. Playing Notre Dame, I had to get some music from the state of Indiana. Had to get to the nitty gritty. Who are some of the, it's, it's a lot of top artists from Indiana, don't get me wrong. But I just pulled three, you know. So this is how we're going to start the podcast off. Let's go ahead and set the tone. I know that scared you, right? That's pretty loud. But we gonna, well, it might not be loud to you. Little Guns N' Roses action right here. Yeah. Let's get it. Let's get it. came from Gary and then that had to put it in a rotation. Let's go. Ooh, baby. Uh-huh. Get the whole group, all five. Systematic. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, go. Until the music stops now Yeah to get the Jackson 5 in there. And I got one more artist, you know. I mean, he just writes songs for any and everybody. You, you you might know him as a dude that got the face of a baby. Name Baby Face. Slow it down a little bit. Crack open uh, a pack of cards. Play some spades, some big whiz or something. You know, fire up the grill. Sit back. Yeah, let's go. Slow it down for y'all. That whip appeal right here. Let's go, baby face. Let's go. Somebody told me 
Can you imagine a football team warming up to this? We never talk a lot when we spend time alone. Trying to get hype before a game Hitting each other and stuff And this come on This is something Petty Hawk could do to him What are we going to do? No one Does it like me I know No uh, Break it down for him Keep on Keep on Sing it, baby face. With all your sweetest loving on me. All right, that's it, that's it. That's all right, that's it, that's it. You got to get into your, your R&B voice when you got that whip a pill playing. That was baby face. Whip a pill. <laughs> all right, man. If this is your first time listening to the Ball Show podcast, I like to set the mood, set the tone. Preview the teens, preview music. Shout out uh, to OG Jackson for giving me this idea of, uh, you know, playing music from the city or state that the team is coming from. So, yeah, there you go. So, yes, you are tuned into a sports podcast, but we implement music here because music is, is a great vehicle. It's a great tool, you know, since before the start of time, you know, so that's what we do. So we're going to preview Notre Dame versus UVA taking place 730 at Scott Stadium. UVA comes into the game 6-3, and 4-2 and two in the ACC. Notre Dame is 8-1. and one. Mendehall for his career is 0-4 versus Notre Dame. Kelly is 1-0 all-time versus UVA. Look at the team comparisons. Scoring, UVA averages 38.9 points a game. Notre Dame averages 32.8. Rushing yards, UVA actually averages more rushing yards a game than Notre Dame. Yeah. Yeah. 144.2 to 133.0. They have... More rushing attempts than we do. 325 rushing attempts for 3.7 yards per rush. We have 267 rushing attempts for 5 yards per rush. We have more rushing touchdowns than they do as a team. 17 to 15. Passing yards. It's a no-brainer here. 3,609 passing yards as a team for the Cavaliers. 2,346 passing yards for Notre Dame. This is another team that comes into the game versus the Cavaliers that has more rushing attempts than passing attempts. They have 289, 298, I'm sorry, 298 passing attempts, 325 rushing attempts. On the flip side, fans, I hate to tell you this, we give up 200 yards rushing a game on average. That's our new average, if I'm not mistaken. I'm going I'm to I'm double check right now. I mean, that's what the nut. Hey, 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 brother. That's Hulk Hogan say, hey, brother. Opponents are averaging 219 yards rushing 
a game versus the Cavaliers this year. 219, 219, 200. No, yo, it's not skipping. I'm just repeating it. Folks only averaging 247 yards passing versus us. Today, everybody loved numbers, right? Uh, that's, all, that's all I was doing. Because they only give up 231 yards passing the game. We give up 247. So that's good, right? But they, but we give up 219 rushing like. We got to stop the day on rush. They got a, they got good running backs too. Yeah. Yards per game, we lead the NCAA. 545.2 yards a game that our offense achieves. That means every defense we've been up against, their defensive coordinators should, at least after that game, everybody should be saying they need to be fired. No, I'm just joking. That was just a shot at I was Okay, Petty Hall came out right there. Petty Hall came out. Okay, sorry. He shouldn't come out on preview. Sorry. Notre Dame is giving up 393.7 yards per game. All right, let's go to Notre Dame. My assessment of Notre Dame, they top 10 for a reason. Defense is, the defense is very good. Like, I really like their defense. Now, I don't know if their top flight, Safety is playing or not, but regardless, they got a real good team. Their running back is good, or both of them, actually. Uh, Kyron Williams and, and Chris Tyree, both guys, when they get in space, they could get it going. Uh, Kyron Williams has been getting it going the last three games. Before then, you know, he was – Pretty, pretty, pretty decent, but he's been explosive the last like they like versus North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, they rode that horse. Speaking of horses, sidetrack. Yes, I did go to Coach Bronco Mendenhall Hall property, land, whatever you want to call it, and got on the horse. I faced my fears and I got on the horses. People, if you listen to the coach's corner, you heard that I got on the horse and uh. Yeah, and and in in honor of of Coach Mendenhall opening up his his land and allowing me to ride, you know, he got, he got me listening to this Johnny Cash now. You know what I'm saying? Riders in the sky. I'm listening to a lot of Johnny Cash, man. And he told me make sure I listen to this song right here. I'm a cowboy now, y'all know that. So when Cash Man come out, I won't get nervous around a horse no more. Yeah, shout out to Coach Bronco. When all at once a mighty herd of red-eyed cows he saw. Let them boys know, Johnny. The ragged skies and up the cloudy draw. Okay, that's enough, that's enough. I'll, I'll talk more about the horse riding in the recap and periodically. But, yeah, man, Coach Bronco, yo, man, I've been, I've been soft this whole time, scared of horses. He, unless he just was a great teacher, just made it easier, and his horses were just, you know, trained right. But, yeah, man, I, I enjoy riding the horses. I'm definitely, you know, going back when, I when you know, time permits. Um, but, yeah, man, uh, Notre Dame, 
Very good defense. Just some numbers on them. The eighth in the nation in interceptions. Seventeenth, seventeenth in the nations, in the nation in turnovers gain. Twenty fifth in the nation in sacks. And I already talked about they only give up two hundred thirty one yards passing a game. So, um, very formidable opponent. And I read those stats off because, I mean, you know what we do? We throw the football in a lot. Now the elephant in the room. People like ball hawk. Is Brendan going to play? I don't know. I really don't know. They fought Knox and and I'll be I'll be transparent. Y'all know me. I don't let the cat out of the bag. I allow the coaches, the training staff, and and the media relations department to provide the information that they want to provide. I'm not a hot take guy. Like I'm not a breaking news guy. Unless they send me something and say, yo, you can share this and be the first to discuss it. Yeah, but I'm I'm never going to use my player privilege and access that I'm gained because I was a former player and a trust to take that and run with it and be like, oh, I got the scoop. So-and-so's playing, so-and-so's not playing. So, um, yeah, I know that pisses a lot of folks off. You know, they, they, they feel like I won't ask the hard questions or I take it easy on coach and this and this and that, but – I, I, like I told you guys from the jump, and this is your first time listening, I value relationships more than anything. More than anything. And I, always, I will always allow the individual to provide the information that they want to provide about themselves and that they want to release. I'm not a hot take guy. That's never been me. I share stories. I break down film. That's just what I do. I, I You know, I, I respectfully. So, Going back to Notre Dame versus them, um, they could get pressure with three guys. They could get pressure with four. They could get pressure with five. They rarely send more than five guys. Not the not the burger joint, but they rarely send more than five guys. Uh, they're very patient on offense. They take what the defense gives them. They do have a little two-quarterback system in which they will use uh, number 17, Jay Kahn, and then Tyler – Buckner will come in. He's Tyler seems like he's the more mobile guy. Like in his brain, he'll take off. Not saying that the starter can't because he will, but he would get to the ground if you get close to him. He'll slide. While the the other guy that I was saying, uh Tyler, will run. Like he's gonna run. And they would use they will allow him to throw as well. So they want you to prepare for two different type of schemes and mentality as far as what they do with each quarterback. But let's just call it spade to spade. It don't matter who we playing, don't matter who's at quarterback, no pun intended. Our defense has to execute consistently a lot better. Like, yes, we get stops here and there, but now we got to take the next step of generating those turnovers. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, I always heart back when we played Louisville, when we played Miami. You know, you you still get those stops that people don't really pay attention to that made a difference. Like, when you, if you turn the ball over and you limit uh, the opposing team to just three points, that's still a win. Even though folks are saying we can't stop anybody. When you break really break it down, like, that's a win because when your offense turns the ball over, you want to make sure they don't get that seven. If you could limit them three, even though they got in your territory, 
then that's a win because it's still, you know, if I all like if our defense generates a turnover and our offense only scored three, we like, damn, we missed the opportunity because people are saying one of our defense going to get another stop. So I would just say we got to eliminate those four to five plays that Broncos always lose to that makes a difference between a win and a loss. Because on the surface, all we're looking at is, first of all, we look at yards. That's just human nature. You look at numbers. How many yards did the opposing offense score? What was the third down percentage from the opposing offense? How many turnovers did we cause? And, of course, the score. Like, you look at the score, the yards, because you try to have a correlation. Like, if a team scores a lot of points, then you're going to look at the yards. Now, if a team scores a lot of points and they don't have a lot of yards, then you're going to look at the offense and be like, well, we turn the ball over X, Y, and Z. But it's a team sport, and you could be like, man, they turn the ball over, but can't you get some stops, generate some turnovers on your own? So you want to win the turnover battle. That's something we haven't done a lot this year. I think the Duke game, we won the turnover battle. Did we win it? In, I think we won it in Louisville. And I don't have my notes in front of me. Georgia Tech, we won it. We didn't cause any turnovers versus women. But you get my gist. We we have to win the turnover battle. And this is one of the top teams in doing that. Time of possessions, you got to be effective if you're going to dominate the time of possession. So that that that's what that boils down to. But their defense is good. Offense is very balanced, as you can see. They want to establish a line of scrimmage by being aggressive and running the football, but they will use their tight ends um, to to keep your linebackers at bay. So you got to be smart and that right. And um, that's all I got to say, man. Like, it's, it's nothing I can say that is something that you guys haven't heard from previous previews, right? I will say this. I would rather us just be super aggressive and say, corners, y'all got to cover on the island. Like, you guys may have to cover on the island. And salute to Devontae Cross, man, from his Instagram post. Seems like that his playing career is over, so blessings to him. Definitely appreciate him for being so versatile and being the ultimate team player, even though a lot of people uh, critiqued his game and, and said some things that they won't deem as harsh, but they feel like they're telling their truth. But at the end of the day, he was a demonstration of somebody being the ultimate team player. He came here as a quarterback. He played receiver. He played safety. He played corner. He played nickel. Anything the team needed him to do, he did that. And he may not have reached the levels or the heights, the heights that others felt he should have, but that should never be lost. He was very selfless. So salute to him for that. I told you guys this wasn't going to be a long episode. Definitely pressed for time, man. My schedule is all jacked up this week, but I'm not complaining. Uh, I definitely appreciate you guys taking time out of your day. Again, I don't know who's going to play at quarterback, but at the end of the day, you got to ex- – I'm worried about the defense more than the offense. Like, this is a game, regardless if, if Brendan is playing, if Brendan is not, we could just say, hey, if Brendan is playing, the defense still got to get stops, right? Hey, Brendan's not playing. Oh, defense, you got to get some damn stops. So that's why I'm focused on our defense. They, they run 21 personnel. They run two tight ends, one running back. And – their backs remind me of Wake Forest backs where they're very patient and they're strong. So you can't have a lot of arm tackles versus this team. 
you really got to get a lot of hats to the ball. I know we have a three-man line that people hate. You have to bring up one of those outside backers, preferably the backer in the boundary, and make it a four-man front. And I want to see some of them A-dog stunts. We used to run with Michael Kaiser all the time and, and bring that heat, load the box up, bring Joey down, give that appearance of man-to-man, and make those quarterbacks feel like, oh, we got the one-on-one on the outside. And look, if you want, man, force them to throw bombs. Like, I could live with a team throwing against me all game, but I can't live with them, like, First of all, doing both, but I, I really dislike when a team just running all over me. I can't take it. I really can't. So that's all I got for y'all, man. Sorry again. Uh, apologize for the rush and abbreviated uh, episode. But uh, make sure you continue to subscribe to the Ballhawk Show podcast, man, on, on any platform you listen to. That's iTunes. That's um, Spotify and also Anchor.fm. If you want to support and salute to everybody that's hit that support button, and has supported the podcast, whether it's ninety nine cent a month, four ninety nine a month, or nine ninety nine a month. Your contribution is very appreciated, man. Thank you for your time, as always. Good is the enemy of great. Be great in everything that you do. Never let them tell you you can't do what you set your mind out to do. Come out to the Scott seven thirty, or watching on ABC. Regardless, go who's go. Ball hawk. I'm out of here. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.